This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 143 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf, and today I am joined by Rick Weber with Sheridan House Family Ministries. Rick, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, thanks for having me on your show this morning. I really appreciate it. How are you today? I'm doing really well. And yourself? I'm doing awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get right into it. You know, I you were nominated by another guest that we had on previously, and I, for one, you know, I've not I had not heard of uh, Sheraton House. I know you guys are doing some phenomenal work here in our community. So please uh, share with listeners that don't know. Tell us a little bit about Sheraton House Family Ministries, and then we'll go from there. Well, really, uh, Jeremy, it's all—it's it's really in our name. You know, that word ministry actually means serve. You know, we're here to serve families in our community. Uh, Sheridan House has been around since 1968 for over 55 years. It started as homes for boys that are, you know, teenage, uh, middle school and high school age boys that are getting in trouble at school, getting D's and F's in school, on the verge of getting into real problems with, uh, with their school and law enforcement and their families. And uh, we actually partner with the families when they put their child in one of our children's homes. And the parents have to come to a weekly parenting class with us. And really, the essence of the program is the boys learn how to take personal responsibility, <clears throat> how to respect authority, how to try their best. And we get we get tremendous results with our, uh, our grade point average. It's not unusual, for, like I said, for kids to come into us with very bad grades and leave with A's and B's, but it's not that we bring in tutors into the program. We just teach them how to manage their time. You know, study halls from seven to eight o'clock at night. You can draw if you want to, but you're gonna be in there. But there's a father figure there and the other kids are encouraging them and they they, they start to do a little bit of homework. And because really the only reason they're getting bad grades is they, they're not applying themselves. But really what we want these boys to know is that God loves them and he has a plan for their life. And we get amazing results with this program. Uh, along the way, we started helping single moms, really because about 65% of the boys in our program come from single parent households. Uh, so we're working with over 250 single moms right now. And they come to us for food and clothing and financial assistance and counseling. Uh, and the only thing we ask is we'll, we'll meet that immediate need, whatever it is when they first come to see us. Uh, but to continue to get help from us, we just ask that they come to a monthly training class. Uh, last week, it was on social media and, and how to spot dangers of social media and the things that your kids can get into on, online. It may be a class on parenting. It's all practical application. And, and one of the coolest things that we do here uh, is we have transitional housing for single moms. We currently have 14 moms living on property with about 22 kids. And those moms live with us for a couple of years and learn how to, they meet with a financial counselor once a month and learn how to create a budget for the first time in their lives and how to get out of debt, stay out of debt and create a savings account. Um, and while they're here, they pay their utilities. We have them pay uh, small rent while they're here, starts out at $100 a month and works its way up to $700 a month. And then after they're here for a couple of years and ready to launch on their own, because the whole point is to get them independent we give them back their rent money and they don't know that. Ah, I, like, I like that. That's nice. 
that, that, that gives them that gives them some now they have some skin in the game going through the process they're invested yeah. in it and they get a, an added bonus to start off when they get out they I do like that a lot that's really nice yeah when you can sit down and talk to them about hey your credit rating was 530 and now it's 680 wow and look what you've done you had ten thousand in credit card debt you've paid it off oh and by the way here here's your rent money what well here's your <laughs> Twelve thousand dollars. We didn't. We didn't want your rent money. We just wanted to make sure that you could learn how to pay rent on time. Yeah, that's um, wonderful. And the, the other thing we do here is we do a lot of marriage and parenting seminars, but we also have uh, a full service counseling department. We have nine licensed mental health counselors that uh, are here on staff. Um, and we, last year we we counseled over five thousand people. It could be people coming in for marriage counseling or premarital counseling or or dealing with the death of a loved one or depression. Uh, but the, we have a very robust and busy counseling department. So speak to the the origins of Sheraton House. I know you mentioned it's been around for quite some time. How did it come to being in the first place? And then maybe you could speak to how you got involved with the organization. Well, it's, it's a great story. It was actually a judge that went to the, the pastor of Sheridan Hills uh, Baptist Church where we got our name and he just said to the pastor bill billingsley who was a great man by the way um that you've got to get involved in the lives of these kids so they're going to wind up in jail so the, what they did is they bought an old church on 441 we're currently in davie we've got 60 acres in davie off flamingo road but our original campus was on 441 back in the days where anything west of 441 was cow pasture you know and it was in a, a church that didn't make it and they converted it to a boys home. And that's really how we started at Sheridan House. Now today, we're not affiliated with any church. We're here to, we serve a lot of the local churches, but I, the, the interesting thing is our number one source of referrals at Sheridan House is actually the public school system. Because teachers see kids that were, hey, this was the problem kid in my classroom and he was failing and he came back from Sheridan House, and now he's a leader, and he's he's doing well in class. What's going on over there? So we have a lot of teachers come and take tours, and we get a lot of referrals from school systems, actually, for the program. How I got involved was actually I started serving on the golf committee. I used to work in a golf course and started serving on the golf committee here because we hosted their tournament. And uh, I was just so, so impressed at the time of Sheridan House's commitment to, you know, financial transparency and accountability and a commitment to efficiency and how, how uh, almost every dollar goes to help people and the commitment of the men on the committee just really, really affected me. Um, and after about 10, 12 years of serving on the committee, they, they asked me to come on staff and I said, no, um, I just didn't see how I could make that transition from um, business into working for a nonprofit. Um, but then I realized, you know, you know, and, it, and it's and it's one of the misconceptions that people really have when they hear, the, you know, the word ministry, you know, the, the misconception is, well, you know, well, that's only, that's what pastors and clergy and, you know, priests are supposed to do. But the reality is, and, and why we do what we do is because we're Christians, right? We don't care what people believe when they come here. We're here to help people. It doesn't matter to us what they believe or who they are. We're here to help them. It's why we do what we do. And it's when I realized, oh, my goodness, you know, God created us 
to do good works. That's in First John four. And and they asked Jesus. The the Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus, and they asked him what the greatest commandment is. And he said, "Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind." And then he said, "To love your neighbor as yourself." And your neighbor is anyone in your proximity. And that's what it, you know. I guess God did a work on me. And after about two or three years of of Dr. Barnes asking me, um, I realized this is where I, I I'm supposed to be. So. Uh, I've been here now for 13 years, and I just love going to work. It's just an amazing place. Obviously, you mentioned you do a lot of work with local uh, pastors and, and things of that nature. Do you know Mark Hadabau from the Pentecostals? I don't. Cooper City? No. Is that, well, I know, well, we, we do work with Cooper City Church of God, but I think that's a different Pentecostal church, but I so don't I yeah, so I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm Jewish by faith. I'm not overly religious at this right. stage in my life, but um, I've had the the good grace of, of linking up and meeting uh, Pastor Mark Hadabau from the Pentecostals of Cooper City. Uh-huh. He was actually um, I publish local magazine here in the community, Cooper City Living, and he was the first. Uh, him and his wife uh, were the first feature family on the cover of the magazine, um, and I built a relationship with him. And he he does incredible amount of good work. Um, throughout the world uh, through various philanthropies and, and, and charitable organizations and just a really, really wonderful human being. Oh, I'd like to um, meet him. Yeah, you definitely should should link up. He just does such good work. And with what you're doing there, you guys should definitely know each other. So I'll definitely have to connect you guys for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. So and I also noticed uh, that you guys do one or several podcasts of your own through the organization. You have some really good content out there. Can you speak a little bit about the work you're doing there? Well, that's that's Parenting on Purpose, um, okay. parentingonpurpose.org. And it's it's a 15-minute podcast. It's, it's on a lot of radio stations throughout the country. Um, but you can go on that website and download content or listen to content while you're exercising on pretty much any topic you're looking for. You can find it in there. It's just really good, practical information on uh, how to parent and, and um I highly recommend it. You know, Sharon House, our story, you know, a lot of things that we do, we started getting into the radio because we were on, Dr. Barnes went to record a a commercial for our golf tournament and they asked him to stick around. You've got a great voice. Can you just stick around and answer? He really, he really does. I was listening to, he's got one of those uh, radio voices. (laughs) And they, they actually did a one hour radio show for about 20 years on WMCU and um, and now it's a, it's a podcast that he does with uh, Tori Roberts, who worked in the children's homes as a behavior specialist and as a house parent. And between the two of them, there's not much they haven't seen or had to deal with. So it's really great content. Yeah, no, I know. I listened to a couple of the episodes. I mean, I have young children, nine and 11, and some of the stuff they were saying definitely resonated with me and where I'm at. So you had mentioned golf. Right. I'm an, I'm an avid golfer. So t- tell me a little bit about what you used to, you used to do in the golf world. And, and do you still like to play now? <laughs> well, I still like to play. I don't get to play that often um, anymore. But uh, I, you know, I, I started working at the golf course when I was a little kid. I just was hanging around so much. The pro said, if you're going to be here every day, all day, you got to work. So he made me pick the range and uh, it then ended up uh, working in the bag room. And then by the time I was about 14, I was locking the place up for him. He'd actually pick up the keys at the bus stop from me. And 
uh, I just I just kind of worked my way through that career uh, from a very young age until I was about 45 years old. So there's not there's nothing I haven't done in the golf business um, from mowing grass to working in the pro shop to working in food and beverage. I've done it all. But um, I, I ended up being in with a golf management company uh, for a very long time and um, had a good time doing that. Are and you I'm, I'm a PGA member. I still am a PGA member. I did keep that membership. But, uh, uh, you know, a PGA member is um, is different from a a professional golfer or somebody who plays golf for a living, right? Like Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson, somebody like that. Uh, a PGA member is, in, is a golf professional. It's in the business of managing the business of a golf course is what I did. Are you from South Florida initially or where, where are you from? No, I'm not. I'm actually from Illinois. I grew up in Illinois, middle farm country in Illinois. And uh, I started coming back and forth to Florida in the wintertime because our, our season up there was only eight months long, you know, and I, and I was going through this apprenticeship program and you had to work so many months, actually four years to get to PGA membership. And it was going really slow, only working eight months at a time. So I was coming back and forth to Florida. And then there was a point where I just said, you know what, I'm just going to move there and work year round. So I moved down to this area about 1986, started working at Bonaventure country club back then. Nice, nice. So you don't you don't get out that that often anymore, huh? Not too often anymore. It's just been a busy time in our lives. Um, but you know, I do, I do really enjoy to play. So you know, I play I don't know five or six times a year and try to go hit balls at CB Smith Park every once in a while. But uh, that's about it. Yeah. What what was your handicap at your best? Oh, not that good, really. You know, <laughs> a four or five handicap, three or four oh. handicap. And nothing, my, nothing good, really. Four or five, three or four. Come on now, Rick. Well, I said like most <laughs> pros are a little better than that, but, um, but anyway, certainly not there today. That's for sure. Yeah. How about you? Where do you, where do you like to play? You, you play. In the you, you know, I was playing quite a bit uh, pre-COVID, and even post-COVID, I, I was playing a little bit. And and lately, over the last year or so, I just haven't really been playing that that often and the, you know so it goes when you stop playing when you do finally go to play you know i stop scoring in strokes and i score in, in number of balls i lose and it, it kind of it doesn't doesn't get me going anymore <laughs> it's, it's um it's interesting to me you know you live in cooper city and you haven't heard of us and we've been here for so long um if anyone wants more information about us you can go to shfm.org there are so many ways that people can get involved and help serve or help be involved in the, in the ministry. But more than that, you know, if you know a family that needs help, that's in crisis, that's having trouble with their teenage kid. If you, if you have a, uh, somebody you work with, maybe it's a single mom that's struggling, uh, send her to us. We don't charge her. We're here to help her, help her get back on her feet and help her, you know, get her some resources that she can use to, uh, change her situation for, uh, for the positive. So, uh, we're a resource for the community. We're here to help people in the community, and that's what we do and what we want to do. So um, if anyone's interested, you know, check us out. And we're happy to give tours as well. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad our paths crossed. I'm glad I had a chance to learn more about your organization. And we'll, of course, link in the description below to all of your contact information so folks can reach out and learn more about what you guys are doing for our great community. So, Rick, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks, Jeremy. All right. Our pleasure. And to everyone, thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Cooper City. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to gnpcoopercity.com. That's gnpcoopercity.com or call 954-231-3170.